Hello and welcome back to the baseball podcast. You know what, guys? We're we're recording this for the second time because Ethan is not happy with my performance in the first one. But you know what? It's still all the same. We have I've never I've been, never been happy with your performance in anything. Take it easy. There we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, hey, listen. So we we've we've been away for a hot minute, you know. Things things got in the way things being you would know you say, would you say we were cooling our heels yeah we were booling you know <laughs> but uh yeah we 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 were uh busy not podcasting uh, we're not oh, at liberty no, wait divulging minute, wait, a minute. wait a minute i did record an episode with sean and you were nowhere to be found mm-hmm. you know what you know what yeah and also how much more betrayal can i take that's no, what you said much, to me how much more betrayal can i take yeah, I, I was set. I'll run it back. How much more betrayal can I take? That's what you said to me <laughs> Says on that night. I want you to know, okay, this was what, last Wednesday or the Wednesday before that? I don't know. It was the Wednesday before that. Um, I want you to know, I had a hell of a game at the plate that day, okay? No, I don't care about that. Sean I is was most important. mere inches from a three-homer game. I want you to know that, okay? Sounds like a sounds like a run of the mill two homer game, pal. Well, no, because it was uh mere inches on all of them, but you know <laughs> sounds like a run of the mill no homer game. Yeah, pal. zero homer game. But you know what? You know what? I got a story to tell you guys because close though I was to a three homer game, you know, maybe if I put a little bit of extra loft on my swing that day. Yeah, what I did do is something I'd never done before. I stole home in a baseball game. Oh, Ellie <laughs> De La Quirk. And yeah, and you know what? You know what? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Beautiful. Do you want to know how I stole home a yeah. baseball game? Yes. I so do. I come up bases loaded, just casually rip a double off the fence. No big deal. Uh, second and third. Dude on first was dogging it a little bit kind of stole an RBI from me. Still a little mad about it, but what are you going to do? Sorry, sorry. What are you going to do? That's what I meant to say. Uh, So, anyway, second and third. uh, And, you know, know what happens? But a little old wild pitch. And the guy on third scores. And I've been catching the whole game, and I'm also slow. So I don't move up. So... Then what happens is the pitcher walks like the next two, three batters, something like that. So I'm on third, bases loaded again. And I think the guy on second got picked off. So it's first and third. And the guy on first was dancing off the bag the whole time. He's not like the fastest dude in the world, but, you know, he was was keeping them on their toes a little bit. And he decided to just go, but he happened to do that right when they threw behind him again. Beautiful. So he is going to second, and the first baseman is standing there with the ball. And I'm leading off third, and I'm like, right? Because I'm like, the second he throws that ball to second base, I'm just going. We're, We're down by a pretty decent number of runs anyway. It turned out that it was the last game of the season for reasons that we won't get into. 
but I was like, I'm doing it. You know what? I'm feeling it. Let's steal home. So they throw behind him, and the first baseman immediately throws the ball to second base. And I'm like, off. Right? I'm off. I was going to say off like a shot. And more like I'm off like a shot from a Nerf gun. Yeah, off like a shot put. Yeah. So, and I'm off, right? And they, they take a little bit too long trying to run down this dude at second. And they turn and they, they go to throw home. And, it, dude, never had a chance, right? I slide into home, ruined my favorite pair of baseball pants. But you know what? You got a story. Your boy stole home. And I want to make this clear, okay, for those of you who don't know. Stealing any base is a little bit of an achievement for me, okay? I stole second one time on a failed hit and run, like a long time ago. You carried and that, that was well. that was yeah that was my only career steal for a long time. Now I got two, and you know what? I'm very proud of it. I can move. So that's on. I, I, that's my truth. Okay, I'm sharing my truth with you guys today. Well, Tom, you know what else is going to be shared with our legions of adoring fans today? You know what, Ethan? I don't. <laughs> Today, our friend and yours, Pepe Munoz, Secretary General of the Philippine Amateur Baseball Association. I can't believe I remembered that acronym. Right. Say it again for the louder people. Let's try that <laughs> our again. Our friend and yours, Pepe Say it again Munoz, louder for the people Secretary in the back. Secretary General of the Philippine Amateur Baseball Association. Okay. will be explaining to us the history of baseball in the Philippines, what the team or not the team, I guess I should say, what, what baseball the in the country organization. is now, yeah. what the national team has has going on. Also, he's going to dive into the, the seedy underbelly of the World Baseball Classic qualifier and how Ooh. they were excluded. I always thought it was they decided to bow out. Evidently not, so stay tuned for the story. Mm. Um, but Pepe was just really nice. I emailed him out of nowhere. I think I went on like the WBSC website and just emailed baseball Philippines and got mm-hmm. on him and he couldn't have been nicer. And he was willing to put up with scheduling this like a month in advance and then actually remembering to do it. Um, yeah. so yeah, Pepe was great. He spent a lot of time with us. He was super, super nice. And he gave us a lot of insight into Filipino baseball. So yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. And you know what? Be on the lookout for those sordid details because they're coming. We're here with Pepe Munoz. Pepe, give me exactly your title. I don't want to mess it up within Baseball Philippines. Oh, yeah. Well, currently I'm the Secretary General of the Philippine Amateur Baseball Association. Okay. Okay. Um, So basically, um, well, maybe best if I give you a background on Philippine Amateur Baseball Association first. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So, so, Philippine Amateur Baseball Association was formed in 1954. Okay, and and uh, and uh, and the president of the Philippine Amateur Baseball Association became uh, because in the same year, the Baseball Federation of Asia was established, and the first president was the president of Philippine Amateur Baseball Association, which at that time was an American. His name was mm-hmm. Chip Parsons. Okay, and and Chick Parsons, uh, you know, had a very interesting background. Uh, it's like it was during World War II. He he joined he joined the U.S. Army. Um, you know, he was getting orders from General Douglas MacArthur, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, from time to time, he would travel by submarine from Australia to the Philippines, while the Philippines was under Japanese occupation, right? And and basically, his job was to coordinate the guerrilla uh, forces inside the Philippines. Who you know, well, their main job was to disrupt Japanese um, logistics, what have you, uh, their their activities. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, wait, just a moment. Huh? Okay. Um, and what happened was, um, you know, after the war, uh, um, you know, he he decided to stay on in the Philippines and he, he invested uh, basically in infrastructure in the Philippines, particularly in shipping. Right. Uh, and and he set up that business. And and at some point there was a move to to establish a, a very formal baseball organization in Asia. And at the same time, to have a formal baseball organization in the Philippines, right? So, so he formed the Philippine Amateur Baseball Association. Chick Parsons is his name, right? Now, um, what happened was the Baseball Federation of Asia was established with the Philippines, Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. So four countries formed it, and mm-hmm. so you can see, you know. Uh, you know, and the Philippines was pretty much in the forefront. In 1954, they also held the first Asian baseball championship, and uh, and the Philippines actually won. If you can imagine, wow. you know, one over Japan, one over Ch- Taiwan, one over Korea. Uh, so so you know, big yeah, big big accomplishment for us. Unfortunately, that's the only time the Philippines. Uh, ever won an Asian baseball championship. So, mm. so for for various reasons, we've been struggling and and we've been trying to, uh, we've been playing catch up. We still have a long way to go, but we're trying to get there. Right, we're working. We're working towards that. So, PABA, Philippine Amateur Baseball Association, is is the organization that runs baseball in the Philippines, basically. And 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 uh, a little bit more later on, I guess background, but uh, but basically um, we organize the national teams. Um, so, for example, uh, we're aligned with BFA. BFA gives us Baseball Federation of Asia gives us a tournament schedule, and and we work on organizing the Philippine teams for each tournament that that uh, Baseball Federation of Asia is is organizing, right? Um, and and we're a very active member. Historically, we've been a very active member. Uh, we've always had a seat on the board of Baseball Federation of Asia. Uh, my job as Secretary General is really to make sure that everything is running, right? Um, so, so the national coaches, uh, uh, I coordinate with them. You know, we have a board of directors that appoints the national coaches. And then I have to coordinate with them, you know, talk to them about uh, what they need. Uh, in in many cases, I'm like a major league baseball uh, general manager. So mm. so so I talk to the coaches a lot about the lineup, who are the players that are going to be on the team. They recommend the players, uh, and 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 I bring it up to the board. Um, I have discussions with the coaches then. I bring it up to the board. The board approves the uh, the selection of the players and so on. And and there's a lot of other things that go along with that. Uh, you know, we buy equipment for the team, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and and we're recognized by the way Baba is recognized by the Philippine Olympic Committee, so we're a member uh, of the Philippine Olympic Committee. And in fact, our president, uh, his name is Chito Loisaga. Our president Chito Loisaga is a member of the board of the Philippine Olympic Committee. So we have we have a we have a very we have a very uh, close working relationship with with Philippine Olympic Committee as well, right? Um, we also we're also recognized by the Philippine Sports Commission, which is a government entity, and, mm-hmm. and Philippine Sports Commission provides funding for sports, uh, all sports in the Philippines, uh, and they support particularly the elite athletes of the Philippines. Um, you know, uh, as an example, we have uh, we have a very good pole vaulter right now, right? His name is EJ Obiena. And and just the other day, he he was uh, an announcement came out that he was ranked second in the world in pole vault, right? And 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 but he trains in Italy, so the government pays for all of his expenses, etc. Uh, in in achieving that that, and eventually, hopefully, he gets an Olympic medal. He hasn't won an Olympic medal yet, but but eventually, hopefully, he will he will get one also. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, you know, all the sports, track and field, uh, swimming, weightlifting are involved. Baseball, fortunately, we are getting some funding from from the Philippine Sports Commission, and 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 they're helping us uh, with their budget. We're basically paying for our teams to participate in tournaments abroad, and and also to get equipment, balls, bats, uh, shoes for the players, etc. Right. So. So we're doing, yeah, we're doing all of that, right? And and so, yeah, it's it's a tough job, but <laughs> but we're managing, we're managing so far, yeah. We're we're uh, now, okay. The big thing is we need to sort of um, get closer to Japan, Taiwan, and Korea. That's mm-hmm. that's the big job for us. Is we want to become competitive, right? Uh, and and that's that's a tough one. That's that's a tough one, but we'll try. We'll give it a try. So, so, yeah. so, so how did you get involved? Are are you from the Philippines originally? And how did you yes. get involved with baseball? Yes, I'm. No, I am Filipino. Okay. Although I have uh, I have an interesting background because I was actually born in Japan. Really. And then. Okay. And then and then uh, my father was working for a Spanish company. Our background is Spanish. So my mm-hmm. grandparents were all born in Spain. Uh, my father, though, was born in the Philippines. And 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 same with my mother. Uh, they were born in the Philippines from Spanish parents. And eventually we acquired Filipino Filipino nationality, Filipino citizenship. So so I'm I'm Filipino. Um, okay. although I have I do have close ties with Spain. Uh, my sisters live there. But, mm-hmm. uh, but basically, I'm here. I'm here. And now, baseball background, uh, I, I'm i not sure. I saw my first baseball game on TV when I was still in Japan, when I was maybe three or four years old. We, I moved to the Philippines when I was five years old. And, and But at some point, when I was like seven or eight years old, you know, I said, you know, I went to the park nearby, and, and there was a... Uh, uh, a guy 
guy who was the guy that was in charge of maintenance in the community that I lived in also happened to be a baseball player in the afternoon when he finished his duties for the day. He was teaching the kids to play baseball. I just I was just one of them. So so eventually my I had to tell I had to tell my hey you have to buy me a glove. I told my father you have to get me mm -hmm. a glove, you have to get me a ball, you have to get me a bat. Otherwise, you know, I can't do it. So so that's how it started. And and mm -hmm. then I played through, you know, little league, um, um, and and eventually I even played in the Philippine Commercial League. Uh, it was called Manila Bay, Manila Bay Baseball League, uh, which was very popular in the 1950s up to the 1970s, and uh, and uh, it's interesting because the top Filipino teams were there, and they were playing with American teams from the U.S. bases in the Philippines, right? Especially mm -hmm. during you know the period 1965 to 1975, where we had the uh, Vietnam War, mm -hmm. and the American, so Subic Bay Naval Base and Clark Air Base would form their own teams and they would join the Filipino League and we would be playing uh, with the kids. Uh, I myself, I remember myself playing baseball in the Sangley Point U.S. Naval Base. Uh, so I played with the, with the American kids uh, there, right? Uh, we had a okay. very nice, we had a very nice league where we would travel uh, uh, you know, within let's say two hours distance from Manila, so my team would travel to different parts within the two-hour radius, and and play games. And one of those was against the Sangley Point U.S. Naval Base. Right there was a there was a U.S. Embassy team as well in our league. So so yeah, that that was my baseball background as a kid. You mentioned oh you know the, you played in was it Sangley Naval Base. Yes. What I wanted yes. to know was, did you guys come out on top? <laughs> yeah, well, in that league, um, my my team finished third place, right? There you go. And and, and my uh, out of ten teams, out of ten teams, right? Um, okay. And 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 but the first place team was the Kanlubang team, and Kanlubang—that's another baseball story by itself, right? Is that uh, a Filipino team? It's a Filipino team, but okay. uh, but you know they had their background. It's a Kanlubang is a sugar mill, which is uh, you know just about an hour from from where I am, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they used to have a sugar mill, and they used to have a sugar plantation, and the team was formed of kids who were you know plantation workers and factory work kids of the factory workers and the plantation workers were the players now. The Kanlubang sugar mill was owned by Americans until until nineteen uh, until the Japanese invaded the Philippines. Right mm -hmm. uh, then, after the war, unfortunately, the American owners, the Americans uh, there, were were killed during the war, and Filipinos took over the owners. So, so the the baseball culture was already established. Inside the sugar, inside the sugar mill compound. In fact, they had a mm -hmm. very nice, they had a very nice stadium in those days. And for me, that was one of the highlights of my uh, little league career was playing on that field um, during during. So we're, uh, when I said my little league years were between 1969 and 1972. 
So, so um, yeah, it it was really, you know, it was really a treat, you know, um, mm -hmm. to play. So that's Kanduban. And Kanduban, historically, is where the best players in the Philippines have come from. Although in the last 20 years, that has not been the case. There are other regions that are now supplying good players to the Philippine team. But in those days, in the 1960s and the 70s, the best players came from from Kanduban. So that's actually something I'm curious about. How how big is baseball just in general in the Philippines? You know, with the general population, and then what is the level of talent like uh, of people playing the game there? Yeah, well, the best the best measurement, I guess, is how we perform in Asian competition, right? And mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know, for the last r roughly thirty years of ranking in Asia is fifth, right? Um, one would be Japan, two would be Taiwan, three would be Korea, four is China, and then we're fifth. Although, um, you know, back in 2019, uh, we we won against China in the Asian Baseball Championship, right? Okay. Um, so, so no, fantastic accomplishment because that was the first time we beat China since the early 1990s, right? So, so you know, we're kind of we're kind of looking forward that maybe, unfortunately, well, uh, I should say that in 2019 we developed a lot of momentum, right? And then during uh, wait just a moment. No uh, just a moment. You're that fine. was our, our that was one of our baseball coaches calling. So uh. I'm gonna put it I'm gonna delay him for now. But anyway, um um what's this? Um yeah, 2019 we had a lot of momentum because uh we played, we did we had a good performance in the Asian baseball championship beating China. Mm -hmm. Um our women's team. Uh, finished third place. We have a women's baseball team, and they finished third okay. place in Asian Championship. Number one was Japan. Number two was Taiwan, and the Philippines got third place. China got fourth, right? And then um, we had the Southeast Asian Games, uh, where in Philippines won uh, our team won against um, in the championship game was against Thailand. Uh, Indonesia has a good team also. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we were invited to the World Baseball Classic, and and we were, you know, through um, January and February uh, of of uh, 2020, we were busy organizing our team. Um, you know, we were recruiting uh, Filipino players with uh, who lived in America but had Filipino backgrounds, right? That included. Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow was supposed to join us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because simply because he was born in the Philippines. Yeah. Right? There you go. His, his parents were uh, were uh, missionaries in the Philippines. And, mm -hmm. and he was born in the Philippines. So we were able to, uh, and he was still in the middle of his uh, baseball, in all the other, right? So we were trying to, so unfortunately, you know, we had our airline tickets. We're ready to go. Just four days before we were going to take off, they canceled it because of COVID. Yeah. So mm, we were not yep. able to go. So that canceled.
so that and and well covid messed up a lot of things for us because you know for for the last few years, for 20 2020 21 and 22 we had no baseball activities right we mm -hmm. were finally we were finally allowed to go back to the field uh in the middle of 2022 and our first tournament was uh just last april we had the east asia Philipp uh, the philippines played in the in the East Asia Cup in Thailand, right? That was mm -hmm. our first tournament since COVID. So, so basically, we're at that point where we're trying to, um, we're trying to uh, regain our momentum that that we lost, right, in 2020. So, so so far, yeah, so far so good. At least we won the East Asia Cup, um, and that was against. Uh, there's one more team added compared to the Southeast Asian Games. So uh, it was it was against Indonesia, Thailand, and Hong Kong. Hong Kong was the team that was added. So um, yeah, we won that one. Uh, and and the main the main thing with winning that tournament is we're now qualified to play in the Asian Baseball Championship, which will be in December of this year. Okay. So, yeah. So, so you brought up the World Baseball Classic, and I know um, one of the questions that was floating around during the qualifiers this last time was, um, like you said, you were all set to play in the 2020 qualifiers before they got canceled. You guys played in the 2016 qualifiers. Um, how come you guys weren't involved in the 2022 qualifiers? You were replaced by Argentina, right? Right. We were replaced by Argentina. Right. And well, um, yeah, we informed major major league baseball. We were disappointed about that. Um, the main the main um, the main uh, reason that we were removed was to give Argentina an opportunity because they're they're also their program has been improving. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, our case, our problem was our world ranking was very low at that point in time. Right. So, right. so you know, that's something we have to work on because we have to get our world ranking up. We have to go higher, right? Currently, uh, we're number 42, okay? Um, and, and, and Pakistan is number 40. So that's why Pakistan got to the World Baseball Classic uh, mm -hmm. instead, instead of us. Right? Okay. Although, historically, we've never, Philippines has never lost to Pakistan. Hmm. So, yeah, I was going to say Pakistan uh, seems comparatively undeveloped, uh, at least compared to yeah. Philippines. Yes, baseball-wise, I think we're we're ahead. We're ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, particularly we're I, what's developed in the Philippines is our little league, our our youth, our youth programs. You know, um, we have little league, we have pony league, and we send. Little League and Pony League teams to competitions in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, so in the youth side, we're we're in very good shape. Uh, we have a very good grassroots program. Another big thing is the Department of Education. The Philippine Department of Education has an annual event called the Palarong Pambansa. Uh, in Filipino, which is translated into English, is National Games. So Philippine National Games. And this is for high school youth and 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 also for elementary school youth so so um you know basically the competitions are for 12 and under and 18 and under right mm -hmm. um and and so that's 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 going to happen actually 
likely in the first week of August, the Palarompa Magsa. So there will be teams from all over the country. I think total of 10 teams in the high school baseball competition will play play for a week to determine the national champion of the Philippines. Um, so, yeah. so we're in good shape there. Uh, Pakistan, though, Pakistan, I have to give them a lot of credit because they have a very enthusiastic uh, head of their of their organization in Pakistan. So they're they're very active, uh, and and they don't um, they don't skip any opportunities to to join tournaments. So as a result, they garner points. So mm -hmm. so, so they're not as developed, but but uh, you know they're doing a fantastic job where they are. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and 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 um, um, what we have to do is keep pace and be at minimum as active as they are. Right. Mm -hmm. One one thing that one thing that hurt us is that uh, we did not send the team to the 2018 Asian Games. Right. And the Asian Games carries with it a lot of points. Right. For example, Pakistan earned. 180 points because they joined the 2018 Asian Games. Now, okay. next Asian Games happens this year, 2023, and the Philippines is in. We're 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 going to participate. So Excellent. so so we'll yeah so we'll you know we'll get a no this year's a busy year for us. We had the East Asia Cup. The Asian Games will be in September. It will be held in China, mm -hmm. and then we have the Asian Baseball Championship in December. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we do have uh, a chance to, you know, gain a lot of points by participating. Um, and, and, I mean, just to give an example, way back in 2012, the Philippines was ranking number 25 in the world, right? So, which mm -hmm. is probably, you know, I think right now our skill level of the Philippine team should put us between 20 to 30 somewhere okay. within, that, within that range uh, i think we can be competitive against teams like spain germany um who else Czechoslovakia, uh, czech republic so something that i'm that i've been looking at here i pulled up uh american baseball players of filipino descent oh there's yes. some and there's some not all of them are active like tim lincecum is he's yeah. been out of baseball for a while yes. but like some yeah. of the names on here like colton long's on here anthony volpe travis, uh, travis yeah, and right. chase darno um yes. even somebody like addison russell i think still plays in either japan or korea so like if you guys if you guys got into the world baseball classic like there's no shortage of you know world-class talent for you guys to pull on in addition to the domestic players you have Yes. So, it it, yes. it definitely seems like you guys would be in a good position, uh, right. maybe come next World Baseball Classic. I mean, Anthony Volpe, mm. pretty well regarded. He yes. uh, he yes. uses our bats, so I want him to be good so that <laughs> we can make money off him. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I feel like for a lot of people, the Philippines isn't like a stereotypical baseball nation. Yeah. But like yeah. if you think about it, I mean the the history of the Philippines is not like in terms of like baseball at least it doesn't seem like there's any reason it would be dramatically different from a place like Korea or Japan yeah. or or um what else am I thinking even like Taiwan yeah. um like these are yeah. you know 
they're countries that have had a U.S. military presence. They're yes. countries that are in Japan's kind of orbit nowadays. So there's the Japanese have, at least our understanding from talking to other people is the Japanese are, are big on baseball outreach. Yeah. So yeah. it yeah. does seem like there's a lot of really solid ground to keep building the Philippines up and get back yes. to uh, get back to where you guys, you know, where you guys belong. Because yes. uh, 40th seems like 40th seems like, you know, it feels like you guys are confident that you won't be there for long. What is it, 42nd? Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, actually, you know, just by joining, just by being active this year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, 25 to 30 is within reach. Mm -hmm. right? um, so the, the big job will be how to get into 20, 20 and below. Right, that would be the that would be the big challenge because then, right, you know, our, our players will have to bring themselves up another level to another level, right? Um, right. Now, how we accomplish that? Well, that's, you know, that's that's the next challenge, right? That that would be right. the next. Uh, our first job is to get back to let's say at least number thirty, right? Mm -hmm. That's the first job, and and hopefully well below thirty, right? But then right. the next job is, you know, how do we give uh, Japan, Korea, and Taiwan a better game, right? That that's going to be the next challenge down the road. So so yeah. So so I want to go back to the World Baseball Classic really quick because sure, I sure. just assumed that you know the pandemic something came up it got messed up oh. whatever. So you're saying that MLB basically called you guys up and said, hey, you're out. We have another team we want in instead. Yeah, basically that's what happened. Man, um, I had no idea. They did you dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, I mean, I have to respect their their decision because after all, it's it's MLB show, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 they have to, you know, they have to work within their their what their constraints or you know, I I guess at the end of the day. Uh, it would be better if World Baseball Classic involved everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? agree. Um, that that actually, um, you know, uh, I mean, I felt nervous about being invited, even in the past World Bo World Baseball Classics, because I don't, I didn't know whether we really deserved to be there, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, so you know, why not there be a qualifying tournament, or they could use let's say the Asian baseball championship as the basis, right? For mm -hmm. example, let's say, um, you know, Japan, Japan, Korea, Taiwan will always be there, right? But mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, let's just say, give Asia uh, four slots or give Asia five slots or maybe even six slots, right? Mm -hmm. And then let the teams fight it out. Let the teams play on, on the field to determine who goes to the World Baseball Classic. I think that would be... Uh, you know, that, that would be a, or, or like, for example, um, you know, we have, uh, we have uh, West Asia uh, Championship, right? Or West Asia Cup. And we have the East Asia Cup, right? The Philippines won the East Asia Cup. Pakistan won the West Asia Cup. So, for mm -hmm. example, uh, MLB could say, okay, whoever wins the West Asia Cup or whoever wins the East Asia Cup gets a slot in the World Baseball Classic. 
something along those lines, right? That, that, mm-hmm. yeah. But at least you know you're giving the teams a chance to aim for that, right? And right. and the idea was you know let's let's uh, get a chance to you know win win or lose uh, our invitation to the World Baseball Classic. Uh, you know let's right. win or lose it on the field, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's the so, so let's say you know if, so if the qualifying competition was established. And and we lose. Okay, we lost. We lost it on the field, so we just have right. to get back to it this time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, at least we at least if we win, then because I, you know, you know, the the thing that I missed from twenty twenty was we were bracketed with uh, Spain, Germany, Czech Republic in the in the in the World Baseball Classic qualifying, and I was really looking forward to playing them. Because I feel that that our team was very competitive, right? Yeah. Uh, with those teams, uh, those were and those have been fantastic games uh, and fantastic learning experiences for our players, right? I mean, we had a team that was evenly split. Uh, we had uh, fourteen players that were uh, naturally uh, uh, developed in the Philippines, with fourteen. Filipino American players from from mm. the US, right? right. Um, uh, so that it would have been it would have been interesting to 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 see how that team would perform. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little wary of Czech Republic. Yeah, they had they had a catcher who used to be at the Orioles, Cervenka. Uh, yeah, Cervenka. Uh, yeah. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a beast. Oh, he's, he's hitting yeah, like seven hundred in the Czech league this year. You mentioned that uh you guys were hoping to get in or you were in the qualifiers in the previous World Baseball Classic with uh Great, not Great Britain, with uh Czech Republic, Germany, Spain. And uh one of the th- Yes, yes. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um one of the things that came to mind for me when I heard that was uh we saw in this year's World Baseball Classic that it can really kind of supercharge a country's baseball program. Yeah. Just getting yeah. in there and having an opportunity yeah. to make a run. So yes. is this something where, like, even if you guys are able to just play in the World Baseball Classic and, you know, be on the field with teams like Japan or Korea, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that has to be, that's, you you have to be looking at a big jump in interest. You'll probably get more funding, I would think. So that has to be yeah. like the goal you're chasing, right? right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. I mean, that's that's where, well, there, no, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think we can do uh, in, mm-hmm. in baseball. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity. I'd say we have, we're, we're very good with the grassroots, right? Right. We're, yeah. What we don't have is we don't, a good um we don't have a commercial what semi-professional league mm-hmm. <clears throat> right now right and we need we need to graduate towards that we actually have a very competitive college uh baseball league it's only formed it's only co- composed of six teams right okay and and uh, you know that's where all of the national team comes from. Our national team comes from the college baseball league, right? Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's two other college leagues 
that have about maybe in total about eight or nine. But the main one is called the Universities Athletic Association of the Philippines. And there are six universities uh, that have baseball teams. And very competitive. It's very, you know, very it's fun to watch, right? Those games. And and they're able to to televise some of their games. So 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 there is some interest there. But yeah, we need to build on that. There's there's mm-hmm. a lot of work to be done. Um the the problem is the college players, if they're not selected for the national team, you know, they have to go out and find jobs. Right. right? And so, so, so that's the end of their. That's basically the end of their baseball. So yeah, it's it's something that it's something that uh, we need to build on, and hopefully one day we could have a, a commercial or semi-professional league here that that perhaps could even build up into a professional league. Right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean that's um, that seems to be a little bit. I th- Going back to the Czech Republic, I mean, that seems to be a little bit the direction that extra league is headed in. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it's it's been done. It can be done, you know. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, That's right. Another thought I had was, um, Ethan, help me out on the details of this, but I know uh, Korea put a team in the Australia Baseball League that I think yeah. is sort of like a KBO prospect team. Oh, is there young guys? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any opportunity yeah. for for Filipino players to travel to ABL or maybe even put a team over there? I mean, I think they do. They have yeah. an odd number of teams right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do because the two Atari holded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the Australian system. Right. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with. Don't have much contact with Australia at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But certainly, yeah, I think I think that's another that's that's an option, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the other opportunity is that, um, you know, in 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 Clark, the former U.S. Air Force Base, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is a com- a Korean community that has taken hold there, right? Okay. And there's a Filipino investor that that put up six baseball fields and wow. and those six baseball fields are used for Koreans to come to the Philippines during their winter. So January, oh. February, March, the Koreans are there. Right. Okay. Uh, so we've had, uh, we actually, we've had exchanges where, where uh, our local teams have had played against the Korean kids because these are basically uh, Korean high school kids some i think some college teams right mm-hmm. and and you know so it's basically uh what korean spring training they do it here right um mm-hmm. what what there, there's a couple of models that i'd like to see hopefully right mm-hmm. um, um one one is maybe you know japan korea taiwan might want to do spring training for example in the philippines right uh, or, or the other thing is the other model I'd like to look at is that we have a league in the Philippines uh, in December, January, that could one day be similar to the the the, the leagues in the Caribbean, like Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. Venezuela, Puerto Rico, uh, Mexico, uh, where in um, you know 
we we maybe maybe some of the Filipino American players who are uh, trying to get to the major leagues, right, might come home to the Philippines and play with uh, play with our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or perhaps you know we could tie up with uh, Japan professional baseball, Nippon professional baseball, uh, Korea and Taiwan, and perhaps we can establish uh, teams here that that. You know, a, re- a relationship with teams in Japan, Korea, and Taiwan, where in mm-hmm. um, where in some of their young players play with our kids, right. and, and in 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 some some sort of uh, in some sort of professional, uh, uh, so our kids develop playing with them and so on, right? So those are things, right? Uh, a winter league, let's call it a winter league, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, wherein they come over uh, and and. And maybe, maybe even tie up with Major League Baseball. That 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 some of their some of the you know uh, as an option, they can come to the Philippines instead of Venezuela or Dominican Republic, right? So, mm-hmm. so those are the things. Those are the things that that hopefully we can um, we can. Uh... The guy that was trying to call me a while ago, his name is Oscar Marcelino. We brought him here. As a uh, as program director for Philippine baseball, and he used to be a minor league batting instructor of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. Uh, back, back in the in the nineties, right? Uh, Luis Gonzalez hitting coach. Yeah, I yeah I don't know if it was Luis Gonzalez, but uh, who's the manager of Milwaukee now? Um, Craig Council. Craig Council was mm-hmm. one of students <laughs> there you go he taught him that so stance Oscar, yeah good yeah, yeah yeah i think maybe maybe i i don't know what kind of work he did with him but uh, mm-hmm. anyway uh so he's with us now right and then and then recently we also uh somebody came in also his name is vince sagisi uh he's also born in the philippines by the way both of them oscar marcelino and vince sagisi were born in the Philippines and they went to the United States. Vince Aguisi mm-hmm. was uh, uh, Cleveland Indians scout for eight years, oh, right? Okay, and, and he's still doing he's still doing scouting um, uh, independently right now, right? Uh, and and he came over and and he so we've got those two guys helping us out with our program, um, uh, at least bringing their experience in Major League Baseball. Here to the Philippines, so they can they can help us learn a few of the things that 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 uh, that we need to learn, right? Uh, from from MLB, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so yeah, uh, let's see. Hopefully, Oscar Marcelino told me, uh, you know, not not recently. He I met him in the early two thousand, so sometime about two thousand four, two thousand five. He told me about how major league baseball uh adopted dominican republic right to the mm-hmm. point that today each major league team has at least one town in dominican republic where they develop baseball right right so so that's what that's what you know that that model came to my mind also which is what if an mlb Maybe not necessarily all MLB teams, but but what if a an MLB 
team with strong Filipino community in among their fans. Let's say San Francisco Giants or Los Angeles Dodgers mm-hmm. uh, would establish something similar here. That they would adopt a town in the Philippines. You know, maybe send some coaches over, uh, help out with you know equipment, right? Uh, and get get a program going, and so mm-hmm. that the kids can develop. Um, you know, kids develop, and then eventually we could have several teams which are let's say MLB affiliated, right? Um, um, and then they become farm teams in the future, and maybe some homegrown Filipino talent players um, eventually make it to the major leagues directly, right? So, so uh, just like just like what happened with the Dominican Republic, right? Right. So that's, you know, that's one of the uh, opportunities, I think, that 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 still exists, right? And, and that could help us out a great deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, even going back to Australia for just a second, I mean, I know that MLB teams have similar relationships with yes, ABL yes. teams. So yes. that, that really, that is, that does seem like a strong possibility. If you guys were able to right. get that going, I mean, it's worked out yeah. obviously for the Dominicans, yeah. and uh, yeah. we're starting to see some homegrown Australian players show up in yes. MLB as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that sounds like a good idea for sure. I mean, if you want my yeah. professional opinion, obviously, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're yeah, yeah. yeah, we're. Well, I, I have a question, um, a little bit unrelated about just roster construction, right? Because you're talking yeah. about. Um, to have how Tim Tebow was set to play. We talked about, you know, Travis Darno and Tim Lincecum and some high profile major leaguers who have, who've played. Yes. How do you go mm-hmm. about, uh, let's talk about the world baseball classic. Cause that's the one where you can get the most mm-hmm. creative, I guess, with the roster. How do you go about getting a hold of these guys, gauging their interests, seeing if they want to play and then putting together a roster? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Tim Tebow signed up, right. I mean, uh, at this point in time, uh, you know, it's really more, uh, they're more like volunteers, right? right. Uh, you know, really, there's really no no compensation, right? Because we don't, we really don't have a business model right now to generate uh, additional funds, right? Uh, we, we cannot pay players, right? Actually, uh, the first step that we want to do is actually, if let's say if we were invited to the World Baseball Classic tomorrow, the first thing I'd like to do is, uh, you know, for example, uh, that in 2020 we were supposed to go to Arizona, right? We mm-hmm. were actually thinking of having a training camp for our players, maybe at least say two weeks in Los Angeles, right? Right. Uh, I think I think uh, that's where we would we would put our money in is 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 establishing a training camp. Go to go to a field baseball field in in Los Angeles. Uh, and then have maybe two weeks because what happened in in the previous uh, World Baseball Classics, you know, the 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 coaches and the players basically met each other uh, in the hotel when they arrived, uh, and they only had one practice session before the tournament started. So there was, you know, there was no opportunity to to gel the team, get the team. So regardless of who we we recruit at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible. It's it's important to have it's important to have uh, 
the guys get together, talk to each other, chat with each other for for a few days, uh, and then for the coaches to see, um, you know, what position each player can contribute in, in right? So, mm-hmm. so I think that that would be our priority is to get that in, right? Um, uh, as far as players, there's plenty of players, uh, you know, wanting to play for the Philippines, you know, right. Philippine, US, I'm sorry, US-based Filipino-American players. There's going to be a lot. I mean, uh-huh. it would love to have Anthony Volpe play for the Philippines, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Travis, Travis Darno, uh, he 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 declined our invitation back in 2020, but he had just signed a contract with the Braves at that right. time. So I think I think he was focused on getting into shape for the Atlanta Braves that year, right? And so mm-hmm. eventually, Atlanta Braves won the World Series. So I think uh, uh, I think the Braves are pretty happy <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, but but I mean, there are so many players uh, in the U.S. Uh, Filipino Filipino American, and and uh, we also have Filipino Japanese um, uh, uh, potential players as well who could play for us in the World Baseball Classic. So. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we have one player right now, by the way, his name, his name is Carrion. He plays uh, he plays in Japan. He was born in Japan, but, uh, you know, he could not he, he did not qualify for a Japanese passport. His both his parents are, are Filipino. So he carries a Philippine passport and he will play with us in the Asian games. So. Hmm be interesting to see yeah. how, how he does he would have played with us also in the world baseball classic in 2020 if if it pushed through right so, mm-hmm. so yeah i mean we we have um yeah we have plenty of players i think that 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 uh, that are wanting to play for the philippines and 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 uh especially in the world baseball classic so mm-hmm. so and i bet uh, you know i again much like the czech team you uh if you guys are able to get through qualifiers you might see some of the guys who were reluctant they might start to change their mind a little bit as well yes sure so it sort sure. of snowballs right sure it snowballs yes yes agree agree yeah we've been talking about the world baseball classic a lot which i love i'm super into the world baseball classic and yes. tom yes. is too and it sounds like that mm-hmm. sort of you know the pinnacle of, of what you know the philippine national team is trying to reach so what exactly is the path to getting into the next qualifying tournament? Is it just go out and rank a little higher in some upcoming tournaments, or do you have to maybe hope that another team drops down? Like what exactly is the path to getting back in? Yeah. Well, I, I, I for me, definitely we have to work on our ranking, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, unfortunately the last one, you know, was a bad situation because we were coming out of COVID and, and there were no tournaments. And and uh, you know what happened? What happened is that the uh, the Asian countries did not have a tournament throughout 2020, 21, and 22. There were mm-hmm. no Asian tournaments, so Asian teams suffered right um, in the in the world rankings because the Europeans continued playing in 2021, or they restarted in 2021. And mm-hmm. 2022. So they were they were gaining points. So you will see if you if you go to the world uh, baseball rankings, you will see that 
that they earned a lot of points in 2021 and 2022. Um, and, and they pushed ahead in the rankings because, as a result of that, right? Uh, also right. South America, they were playing, South America was playing and, and they also they also moved up in the rankings as well, right? So, so yeah, uh, this year, 2023, we're finally back. Uh, we're finally back and we're finally active. So, so um, yeah, you'll see the Asian countries now gaining the points uh, this year. Uh, and and they're going to start making some moves, moving up in the rankings. So, so I mean that has to be that has to be our plan, is make sure that that uh, to make it impossible for MLB not to invite us. <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's that's our main uh, objective, right? Uh, I would hope though that at some point in the future, uh, uh, a qualifying system could develop, right? Where you have a qualifier to get into the qualifier, yeah. right? So, right. so, so, and I mean, and there's plenty of opportunities to do that, right? We have the East Asia Cup, we have the Asian Baseball Championship, we have the Asian Games, uh, you know. So, so maybe that could form the basis for because I'm sure, I'm sure MLB wants to see more Asian countries outside of Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. Uh, coming into the World Baseball Classic, so mm-hmm. so maybe so they may you know give give Asia more opportunities to play, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah well, that makes perfect sense, and it's it is exciting because I I personally want to see forty year old Tim Winsicum come out and throw at the World <laughs> Classic. Right. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this: What's the best way that somebody can, somebody not in the Philippines, like me and Tom, can like you know support, keep an interest in, you know, keep up with baseball in the Philippines? Oh, um, well, I'm well. I mean, in terms of just you know knowledge, right, or 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 you know just to learn about what's going on, we have we have an Instagram page, we have a Facebook page, right, and and where we need. We need to improve on that, though. We need to. Um, uh, we put a lot of our activities on there, so for people who want to see uh, what get a feel for what's going on, you see it there. Uh, but there's still room for improvement for us, right? Uh, so we we recently hired somebody to to work on our Facebook and Instagram and 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 make that better, right? Um, and I think. Um, other than that, I think it's just getting the message across that baseball is alive and well, right? Um, mm-hmm. That 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 there is a lot of baseball, and and you'll be surprised where baseball exists in the Philippines, um, and and uh, yeah, you you, I think there's plenty of opportunities. So, and even for people that that you know would like to play here or even coach here, there's plenty of opportunities for that as well, right? Um, our youth programs, they need, um, you know, they're very well established. Um, but, but, but there's always room to teach the kids a better, a higher level of skills. Right. right. So, so that, that's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in any country, you know, just because yeah. of the way the game's evolving at the MLB level, I mean, they, yes. Yes. there will always be a need for uh improved instruction even in a country where you know maybe they're not 
playing the MLB level now, but if you 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 know you're gonna want to send some players over there, they yeah, are yeah. you know the, again the game's always evolving, so yeah, yeah, that is something you're gonna have to account for, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So, is there anything we didn't touch on about uh, Filipino baseball or anything like that 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 you think is uh, should be known? No, I I think we covered a lot of the ground, right? Um, yeah. I, let me just add one more thing: is yeah. is you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, just in case people that are listening to this are wondering, is baseball exists uh, not only in Manila, in the Manila in the Manila area, but it, mm -hmm. it exists uh, basically, uh, you know, almost anywhere where there was a, a sugar mill or sugar industry uh that was owned by americans there was baseball played right so right. north of manila there's a place called florida blanca where there's very active baseball and there was a uh, hawaiian owned sugar mill there at one point uh which is closed down but the kids still play baseball right, right. Um, uh, the last uh month or so we've been having we've been forming our 15 and under uh, team for the Asian Baseball Championship for 15 under, and and uh, you know we have a we have a kid that tried out from Mountain Province, which is like if I were to get on my car now and drive there, it would take me about uh, 10 hours to get there, right? Uh, and there's a kid from there who's pretty good, and and he's in uh, he's in from a town called Sagada, mm -hmm. where in um, uh, you know, during the American colonial period, the Episcopalian church set up over there. They put up a church and they started teaching the the people there about the, the religion. And and they also brought baseball there. Right. So a lot of kids there playing baseball, um, you know, Northern Luzon, and then Mindanao, Davao, uh, General Santos. Uh, there's a lot of good baseball being played there as well. So, so you know, uh, it's not just Manila, right? So, right. Uh, Manila, uh, the 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 real hotbed for baseball is uh, south of Manila, which is the provinces of Batangas, Cavite, and Laguna, where we have a lot of baseball being played. But it's not just there. So it's right. it's, it's nationwide, right? Yeah, which it definitely I. Can only imagine that gives you guys a big leg up because a lot of countries are trying to build that, you know, foundation. And yeah. you guys uh, sound like you already have a good one in place. So that's yes. a great thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need to push ourselves, you know, to get to that next level. Um, right. Uh, right now we're losing against Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. Uh, uh, the typical score might be 10-0. Right. Right. So we'd like to make that a seven five or seven four score at the end. Even if we lose, at least we gave them a scare. That's where right. we want to. That's where we want to be. In, in, uh, you know, that's that's uh, what we need to work on. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. It sounds like like the future of of baseball in the Philippines is really exciting and. Thank you for sharing all this because I really didn't know anything about it. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I don't think a lot of Americans are probably in the same boat. So thank you for coming on and, and explaining yeah. it. Let's, let's just check yeah. in in a little while yes. and see how things are growing. I'm really interested. Yeah. To see. 
I'm really interested to see how the march back to the World Baseball Classic is going to go. So that's yeah, yeah. We need to go there. there. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, we need to be there. We need to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm on the Tim Lincecum train. I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Pepe, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for educating us, man. This has been great. Pepe, thanks for coming on. That was a blast. I I learned so much because I didn't know anything to begin with. So thank you for explaining. Thank you for explaining the story of Filipino baseball. Exactly. The story of Filipino baseball, what's going on now. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with the World Baseball Classic. I really want the Philippines to do well because I don't really have a vested interest in the Philippines or Argentina. So I don't particularly care if Argentina does well. But I really Are you saying you don't have a dog in this fight? I don't have a dog in this fight. But I really like that the Philippines could recruit a bunch of known guys like Tim Lincecum. Uh, you know, Jason Bartlett, I remember was on that list. Yeah. Uh, like the Darno brothers, stuff like the that. Longs. Yeah, Tim Tebow, obviously. Um, so I think that would be really exciting if they get in the World Baseball Classic and just see how wacky they can get with their roster. I maybe Argentina wacky. could do the same thing, but I really like the idea of the Philippines just sort of going off the rails, sort of doing the team Israel thing and just just having a million guys with name value. So I'm definitely pulling for right. Um they also I just I have to point out really quick while this is on my mind you were like yeah let's see what kind of wacky things they can do with their roster and i just immediately pictured them coming out in like that mid-2000s like burger king vibe when burger king was just like oh we're gonna have all colors everywhere we're gonna be purple and orange and like teal like and now that's my vision for the future of filipino baseball is yeah they're, they're they qualify the yeah they're the they qualify in like bowling alley carpet uniforms <laughs> yeah i see i like this idea but 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 but, but yeah. i do i do really want to see them succeed one because pepe was really nice and now i like the philippines um but yeah. also because i just want to see them get crazy with their roster um philippines went a bit crazy with their roster sorry okay. i can <laughs> yeah they got zany yeah okay. no, don't yeah. edit it out like yeah all right i'll let leave the fans know this is who you are all right, yeah, I'll leave in the Pete Davidson Taco Bell reference. But anyway, I have Ugh. one more thing I want to do before I go eat. Tom. Okay, what's that? I think anybody listening to this podcast probably knows, but the baseball world has been taken by storm by Immaculate Grid. And really mm-hmm. fast, just for anybody who doesn't know, they give you like a, a not a three by three grid, so it's nine spaces. And then on the top row, you'll have three, it'll be either teams or accomplishments. So it'll be like Phillies, Tigers, and then like 30 plus homers in a season, something like that. And then it'll be the same way down. And you have to fill in each grid with a player who was on both of those teams that intersects or com- like it had that accomplishment and was on one of those teams. It's very simple. It's a lot of fun. Um, and with baseball, cause we're sickos, we have no problem filling out a grid. I started right. doing grids for other sports and I'm terrible football. Right. And basketball, I can get about halfway through a grid hockey. I'm lucky if I get one or two guys, um, mm. although- I got three guys on my hockey grid yesterday, so I was impressed. But, well, what were the flyers on there? No, it was stars. It was like Jordan Stahl and Jerome McGinley and one other guy, I think. Um, oh, like, stars like the Dallas Stars or? No, no, like star players. Because, um, dude, that, w- that would have been news to me if no, you were like, no, oh, I'm Ginla, actually a little bit of a Dallas Stars fan. No, I got a Ginla because it was uh, Flames Penguins, and I was like, okay, I know mm-hmm. that one um mm. but anyway um so so we are no better than the rest of you and we're playing immaculate grid us and sharky who will come on the podcast at some point i think eventually you um, know whenever yeah. you know what 
whenever we see fit. How about yeah. that? And Nick, who was on the inaugural episode. So, yeah. So, so we're sickos and we've been playing it. And like, yeah, anybody can go. Well, I shouldn't say that, but a lot of people can go on there and fill out, you know, Carlos Santana, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, red known players. All right. That's cool. Yeah. We're yeah, Phillies Nationals. Oh, dude, yeah. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. Yeah, exactly. Jason Worth. You're crazy, and we have nothing better to do than to sit around and name random baseball players. So we, exactly. like a lot of other people out there, have decided to go for the lowest the lowest player we can think of and the most random player we can think of. And right. so we're trying to break the rarity score record, which yeah, I may exactly. have done a few days ago. Yeah, by wasn't the way. your rarity score like nine the other day? Yeah, I got a nine on the, I think it was Wednesday. <laughs> Amazing. But so but so we have a group chat where we'll every day wake up and we'll put we'll put our screenshots of our grids in there and just laugh mm-hmm. about it because it's always full of randos. So I say from here on out, at least until if some you know, if we get sick of immaculate grid or dies off or something, then we might stop. But at least for now, I say we share from that day that we're recording our favorite of the other person's grid. So like just pick mm-hmm. a player that we really like. So I can kick it off. I have Tom's grid up right now. Okay. And I don't we don't need to go over the whole thing because that'll take forever. Well, I do want to stress before you know, before people get the wrong idea. Okay. This is like when when you show somebody someone's Facebook picture and they're like they they're a little weird looking. You're like, oh that's a bad picture. Okay, because this is not one of my finest grids. Well, no, but you got a good one on here because you got two good ones on here. Okay, okay. So initially I like, because I just went off the top of my head, what's what's the lowest score on there? And you got Rangers, Tigers, Joaquin Benoit, 0.5%. <laughs> nice, okay, nice. Yeah. Right. But as I'm looking this over, I really like Tommy Hansen at 1% for, for Braves Angels, but that's not my pick either. Oh, Rookie of the year and MVP is a tough one because usually the guys who won that, those awards are pretty well known or the right. rookie of the year, like Jeremy Hellickson on hell Baroa who weren't actually good. They're not going to win an MVP. Right. Yeah. Who, who immediately you, faded into yeah. irrelevance. You did a really good job. And I understand this guy was a star in his day, but you did a really good job of picking a player that just nobody remembers. Fred right. Lynn, <laughs> like Fred, Fred Lynn, Fred Lynn was really good. Redland was. Re- I went and looked him up. Really good player, dude. You could have oh, given me a, a fantastic player. Yeah, you could have given me a thousand guesses. I was not going to come up with Fred. You, you know why I picked him? Because I thought I am always confused whenever it's not teams. Because sometimes it'll be like an award and like an achievement. It'll be like a you know three twenty batting average for a season and MVP. And I'm always confused on did they have to do both in the season? Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, did yeah. they they just did both at some point? And I happen to know that Fred Lynn won the MVP as a rookie, and he also won Rookie of the Year. So, uh, so had, I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to check all the boxes with this one and see, put in Fred Lynn. I had the same dilemma, and the only one I can come up with for that was Ichiro. I know he did that. And I was like, everybody's going to know Ichiro. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take yeah. a cut here. And I went with Ryan Howard, and I got a cool, like, 1%. Um, yeah. he, he Ryan Howard, yeah. probably one of the one of the better picks you can have for rarity. But if we want to yeah. go to yours, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Praise me. So, uh, what are you gonna do? What, what are you gonna do? All right. Um. So Ethan had a pretty good grid this time. Um. I gotta we, pull up my grid and, and yeah, I do. I do want to point out some of my honorable mentions. Okay, Mark Fidrich. <laughs> okay. Um. Jared Saltalamacchia. Yeah. 
All right. Um, Casey Kochman for Angels Braves. Casey Kochman I was particularly proud of. Yeah, but you know what? None of them were my favorite because you know who my favorite was? My favorite on your grid is Tigers, Rangers, Armando Galarock. (laughs) (laughs) At 0.4%. Now, you did have Tigers, Angels, Jim Johnson, which (laughs) that's like a marrow deep cut. But that one just didn't scratch my my rando itch the way that Armando Galarraga did. Yeah, so well, that was my favorite. <laughs> so let me let me actually let me do this right. My favorite was Armando Galarraga. Beautiful. And yes, I have acquired a few new drops. I'm keeping a couple of them in the chamber because yeah. we want to do a proper introduction for them. But um, you know, until then, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So you know. Keep in mind that next episode, maybe you'll find out about the new uh, the new drops. But for those of you who want to uh, engage in a little immaculate grid with us, oh. we've been playing Elmer Descends, and I do want to point out Elmer Descends has shown up on, I believe, two of my grids so far. Mm, I um, have used him. Uh, I use them for Mets Reds and Pirates Reds. Beautiful. As soon as this game came out, I went right to his baseball reference, and I was like, I have I to think, make sure I know I what think, teams he played I think for. Mets Reds, I used Michael Givens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't use uh, oh. the, the Todd father? No, that's too obvious. That's yeah, it's too obvious. obvious. But you know what? I I want to do an on-air immaculate grid. Oh. Well, and ready, ready, I'm thinking ready? that no, no, we no, have no, a no. guest for it. I was going to say, ready? Yeah, let's not make this so easy on our audience. If you want to see an on-air immaculate grid, Feel free to email us at thebaseballpod at gmail.com. Or let, let me ask you this. Let's say they only have Twitter. Okay. Let's say they only have Twitter. How how are they going to get a hold of us? Well, luckily, our DMs are open at the baseball pod too. I think. Is yeah. that right? Pretty sure that's right. Money. You know what? We'll wait. Why don't you double check it? Until then, until then. We need a Jeopardy theme drop. Yeah, all right. You can... can you confirm? I can. I'm waiting for you to cool it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can be found on Twitter at the baseball pod, too. Our DMs are open. We yep. would love to hear from you. We would love to have someone on to share their immaculate grid with us. Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, hey, DMs listen, open, Orvin, Orvin, if you're out there playing immaculate yeah. grid, like, why not come back on? I mean, it, dude was good at Elmer Descends. Or, dude, Orvin, was, I went back and listened to that like two weeks ago while I was walking the dog. Orvin yeah. had some good names, man. I remember Sal Fasano was a good yeah. one. Duncan. Sal Fasano, was, was it Sal Fasano or Corky Miller your submission for the original Elmer Descends game? like years ago because i remember i remember you put one of them forward and i put forward elmer descends i think and i was the winner i think i put up rocky gale no i mean we did throw out a lot of names but we sort of had like a final you know like who's your final boss yeah it might have been Corky Corky miller Miller. i don't know mine was elmer descends yeah corky miller corky miller would have won almost any other time yeah like maybe maybe he would lose to like bob wickman (laughs) you know 
but like a lot of the time Corky Miller's gonna come out on top. Yeah, yo, yo, I just want to point out Elmer descends, a friend of friend of the pod. Yeah, Don Benoit. Yeah. See, yeah. It all comes full circle. Anyway, we've dragged this on. Immaculate yes. is the new thing. We're not above it. Please share your immaculate grids with us. Yeah, yeah. in fact, arguably we're beneath it. Yeah, well, that's that's an excellent point. Um, <laughs> another big thank you to Pepe Munoz for coming on the show. Um, feel free to uh, go express your interest in Filipino baseball. And, yeah, follow uh, them on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I believe and you Facebook. said they have a Facebook page too. Yeah, I'll put the I'll put the links in the description. So so you guys should keep an eye on that, and um, we will see you on the next one. All right. Uh, mm, nope. Oh, you're right. You're right. To... you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Take it. We don't podcast for what two weeks, and you just forget. How much more betrayal can I take? You know, it is. I'm uh, out of practice because I couldn't do it with Sean. Excuses, excuses. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, all bad, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest with you, dude. If I were to think of maybe somebody who I would assume is strong enough to give you the beating that you deserve for forgetting this. I would try to think of somebody with, you know, strong forearms, maybe a guy who played major league baseball. I would describe them as rippling. Yeah. And I think I, I have this guy on my mind and I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Tom, what's his name? I, I have no idea. Maybe, I'm just maybe, kidding. Wait, maybe, maybe, man. I was gonna say maybe, maybe Marlins announcing greats, Rich Waltz and Tommy Hutton could help us out. Right. Well, they could. But um, I feel like you kind of ruined my thunder a little bit because I was <laughs> I was building it up. I was going, no, I don't I don't remember his name. You know, I'm totally blanking. Just kidding. And that was how I was gonna end it. And now I just I feel robbed again. How much more betrayal can I take? Well, so guys, fans, send off. fans yeah. of the podcast know now that I look at my co-host, Ethan, and I say, I despise him. And then I also say, oh! but you know what? Until then, I want you guys all to know and keep in your hearts that his name is Dan Orla! And as always, he will see you on the next one.